and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm Bobby Howard. With me, we've got Jameson Maxwell. And welcome to the stream, everyone. I know it's a bit irregular to have a Tuesday night Schooner Pod, but we're still kind of re uh, regulating ourselves out after the crazy holiday season and the bowls and all that. Um, but we appreciate it uh, and look forward and are, are just um, happy for all the support from all you uh, ball knowers and ball not knowers alike. Um, we are, uh, yeah, uh, and if, if it's your first time, you know, uh, watch a little bit, maybe hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, and if you do listen to us, have you have watched us before and do like our stuff, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit us, hit the like as well. It all does wonders for us. Uh, but anyways, Jameson, um, quite a bit to talk about today, a bit of a, a lot to talk about short amount of time. We're going to try to make this a bit of a bite-sized pod um that's how it always goes right <laughs> of course well you know one less person hopefully uh you know maybe we can we can speed through it um but jameson uh in case you didn't know pretty big uh, game last night uh michigan took home the national championship after all this time uh there you go um first title in some like 23 years first outright title since the 40s so um yeah um we can talk about the game a little bit, you know, championship games kind of age like milk. So <laughs> ironic for Harbaugh. Uh, so we just kind of want to touch on it briefly. I'm sure everyone's kind of ready to move on, but uh, what were your thoughts on the game last night? Yeah. Um, Michigan obviously was the way better team. We knew that coming in and the only way that Washington was going to win this game was on the back of Michael Penix. And it just, he didn't bring it that game. He still had some good plays here and there, but you needed a generational type of game from him, and he just didn't do it. And you really can't damn Phoenix for it. Don't start to turn your opinions of him just from this national championship game. There's just so many things he's done this season that's so special, and people will turn on a dime so, so quickly. So I ain't buying that. If I'm an NFL team, and I'm not at the top of the NFL draft, I'm in like the teens or like the early tens, and Michael Penix is dropping to me and I need a quarterback, you know, if I'm like a New York Giants or I'm like a, I hate to say it, Oklahoma fans, like a Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I am not blinking once to take Michael Penix because I think he's still that special. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a hell of a quarterback. I, I know, you know, some of that, some of the weirdness with him is, you know, being a southpaw, throwing lefty, you know, just looks a bit funky. But overall, he is a hell of a quarterback and Look, I feel like almost saying that Michael Penix is poor or not a very good player because of that game is is almost an insult to Michigan's defense, who was absolutely excellent, excellent, excellent yesterday. Um, you know, Penix didn't play his best game, but uh, and he was hurt. yeah, yeah, he was banged up. It's a long run, quick turnaround. So you can't you can't pit it all in one game. He didn't have his best, and yeah, I I, I agree. You can't. And that's that's kind of part of it is when you are, you know, so driven by like one guy, it can kind of fall apart. And I think that's kind of what happened at Michigan. It really, what it is, is they just gave up those two big runs to Donovan Edwards at the beginning of the game. And like since then, like that point, Michigan's offense kind of sputtered, which we had seen sometimes happen this season. And but whenever you give up two monster plays that early in the game, it's so hard to come back from that. And, you know, the score really doesn't show. Washington had chances at the end, but 
doesn't really look like it in the final score, but it was close. It wasn't really a blowout. It was still an entertaining game, obviously from last year. No offense, TCU and Boat and Blake, but an absolute snooze fest. So it was nice to get some really good college football from these three playoff games. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it really was a pretty solid national title. Obviously, the score doesn't reflect it. It was a bit slow at times, but not like but it was not bad. You know, it looked for a moment there like Michigan was going to run away with it. You know, they go for it on that fourth down that didn't turn out very well. Um, and then Washington bounces back. But, you know, look, Penix, I, I mean, I get why people are getting kind of pinned on him because that first, uh, that interception right out of the gate, second half really kind of doomed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got hurt on it. It was just, just the worst case scenario. Um, and really just, I mean, football is a game of margins. Oh, you know, that very well, uh, make mistakes and things can completely fall apart. So, yeah, for sure. And I watched a lot of the game on my phone against the railing at the thunder wizards game. So this <laughs> was my, is my analysis really in deep? I wasn't watching it on the TV, but I was watching it. I was watching and I could hear the people behind me like talking about the game too. As I was watching by my shoulder, I started to turn my, my body so they wouldn't see it because they're just a bunch of bum wizard fans who don't know ball. Um, but <laughs> man, these wizards fans are stupid, but not to talk were, about NBA. They were, just, oh, yeah. no, no offense. Wiz fans actually very much offense. Uh, they were not smart. Um, but, um, but moving away from basketball. Yes. So still very good. And it's, and like you said, Bobby, we're talking about college football right now. We're going to keep it short because it's such a big game and it's just the weirdest phenomenon. Like, like it's such a big game. Wouldn't you want like analysis after that? But as soon as like college football playoff ends, I'm like, Oh, it's done. Move on time. And it's like, I don't, I I don't need to hear about it too much. And it's it's just the weirdest thing. Well, everyone immediately moves on to the, you know, you know, way too early top 25s and (laughs) who's going to, you know, like all of that garbage and, you know, who's going to be next? You know, how, who's your how way does, too early? Number one, uh, Bobby, tell me my way too early. Number one. Wow. Uh, Got to go with Georgia. I think they're pretty well-rounded. I don't think they, mm. I don't think they lost it. To, I mean, they always lose players, but I don't think they lost enough to like completely break them. Like uh, Michigan, I feel like is going to have a lot of losses. Uh, Washington is going to get absolutely, you know, just ransacked uh, mm. in the off season, given, you know, everyone leaving to the draft or graduating. Um, I'm not sold on Ohio state going with Will Howard. I loved, I love the Judkins pickup, but Will Howard to me mm-hmm. does not feel like he feel like it feels like he had that one good year and people have been myself included way too blinded by it. We were um, quite the haters at the beginning of his career. We thought he was absolute trash. Horrible Howard. And, yes. And then, and then like he started to be like decent. We're like, okay, this guy's obviously like showing at least something. And then we kind of walked back on those things, but we never been like uberly high on him. He's always been competent. Yeah. It was like, I remember there was a moment where Adrian Martinez goes down and it, it was almost like he goes down and then Howard comes in. And I think we used it to kind of insult Blake a little bit because we're like, Oh, will Howard, you know, threw all over you guys. And even though you won and um, yeah, he turned out to be a, a better option than Adrian Martinez for sure. But overall, at, at Ohio State, I mean, it just doesn't feel like a fit, you know. Yeah, what the hell? Are, what the hey. hell are Polar Bear doing in Arlington, Texas? Is that right. how it feels. Hey, like, it could be Will Rogers <laughs> at Washington, though. 
Yeah, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but you know, and that's the thing is, it's really impossible to project just looking at some of these team schedules, Jameson. It's it's nuts, you know. Um, not only because there are some really good non-conference games, you know, like uh, Georgia, you know, Georgia Clemson, uh, Texas has to go, or Texas and Michigan, like Texas has to go to Ann Arbor. Um, all Michigan, of these, like, Washington. Yeah, well, Michigan, Washington, that's a conference game now. And then you got Georgia, Alabama, or, or sorry, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama is a thing. Oh, you're only Georgia. talking about non-con. Oh yeah. yeah gotcha. Non-con. Yeah. I'm talking the non-con cons are funky. And then these new matchups that, you know, we haven't, you know, seen yet. It's going to be nuts. O- Ohio state has to go to Eugene, Oregon. You know, what, what is it going to look like in that? What's it going to look like once we get to, you know, like teams are going to have tougher schedules. Teams are going to have more losses. And as we've seen from this playoff field, Jameson, parody has never been bigger in college football. I feel like um, we really haven't had just one dominant team. Michigan, I think for sure was the best team. They, mm-hmm. they handled business, but they didn't look like dominant. Like, both Washington and Alabama easily could have won those games. Ohio State could have won that game. Every time they faced like really solid top tier competition, the other team could have won at any point in time, but Michigan just made the right moves or made the right plays, made the right moves at the end. And I, I got to say the parody thing to me, I think if you're an OU fan, that has to probably be encouraging, honestly, um, because I don't think OU on a, like, match them up bubble situation team versus team. I don't think there are that many teams that OU can't compete with right now. Mm-hmm. And you just talk about talent across the board leaving into the draft this year. It is a huge loss of talent in college football, keeping, you know, a, a very competitive atmosphere within college football is fun for fans. And at the same time, great, you know, for people's hopes, if they have aspirations to get into the 12 team playoff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's um mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a really fun season. I'm excited for it. Really mad EA Sports didn't didn't release a, a trailer, uh, even though there was no evidence other than a random person on Twitter saying so. Um I'm I'm getting a little worried about about our game. We haven't heard anything about it, and it's supposed to come out in a couple months. What what the hell? Yeah, didn't wasn't there like a delay that they talked about in the past? So it hasn't already been delayed once. It has been delayed once, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it has been delayed once. So yeah, mm, hopefully it doesn't get delayed again. I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous in EA sports or EA just as a whole. That makes me nervous. I don't love it. I, I, I need this game. I need this game at the very least. Just re-release NCAA 14. You know, just, you know, clean it up a little bit, maybe add rosters, whatever. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Whitman level smart to try to figure out how to get NCAA, you know, remastered or whatever or uh, college, whatever, whatever that version is um, on my, on my PlayStation five. So I, I'm just saying just release some sort of game. I, I just want a bare bones, something just don't, don't just get it out there, please. I need this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure the NCAA is being very, very helpful with them right now too, Bobby. Well, Hey, look, the NCAA is so unhelpful with it. They aren't even in the game. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's called college football uh, 25. So. You know, they just they just ran and hid, and they have uh, deals with the NIL, you know, NIL groups um, and the schools themselves. So there, there might be a. I, I'm not sure which schools are out. The ones that are out, like that'll be a little weird seeing. You know, um, you know, like for example, if A&M was out. It would just say College Station. <laughs> you know, that sort of that sort of deal. 
Yeah, hey. that'll be weird. Yeah, well, let's talk about Oklahoma transfer portal, and because there's a lot of smoke going on right now, and it's what's transfer portal obviously has its negatives, but in terms of content, in terms of things to like look forward to every single day, in terms of your reading material on the message boards, transfer portal has made this part of the season a little bit more exciting for college football fans. Um, and right now there's a little bit of drama in terms of the offensive line side of the transfer portal. And I'm kind of all for it and I'm really liking it. There's some hope now in terms of Oklahoma's offensive line. Cause right now the way it is with what we have, I don't feel good. Our no. best returning guy, Jacob Sexton is not shown too much this year to really get excited about. He's all right, but he's very error prone, obviously coming off a big knee injury. So um, you'd hope he'd do better, but let me tell you something, Bobby. We got some targets right now that are visiting us that we could be very excited. Zalance Hurd, you know, former five-star guy from LSU, is down to OU in Tennessee is his final decision, and the camp in Tennessee isn't feeling too good about things. That's awesome. And then be huge. Terrence Ferguson in Oklahoma, nothing can go wrong. When is a Terrence Ferguson uh, in Oklahoma ever disappointed? Just saying, can't re can't remember a time that's ever happened. We'll just hype him up. We're gonna hype him up so hard, and he's gonna have one good game. That's if, if he's anything like old Terrence Ferguson from uh, Thunder. That that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But yeah, hey, but yeah, talk about Zalance, dude. Like getting a tackle with that kind of athleticism with that many years. Like he's got three years left of eligibility. Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so just like nuts. So we need that bad in our system for a bill Bimbo who's been just absolutely destroyed in terms of how he's recruited offensive line. If we can get guys in the portal that are not just one year rentals, like, you know, Michael Tarkling right now, I'll, I'll talk about him in a little bit in the drama of his commitment picture that he deleted, you know, like that's nice to get, but you get him for one year and you lose them, you know, right. getting a guy that you can put right back into your system and hold on to for a couple of years. Now there's what you're, you're getting excited about. Yeah. And I mean, in college football, longevity is, uh, you know, not exactly, you know, longevity and stability, you know, that, that has never, that has exist, existed or mattered, never mattered or existed less than it has right now. But getting a guy, you know, with three years, you know, SEC type of guy entering, and then obviously entering the conference would be enormous, massive. Um, because we desperately need that. We desperately need guys for the long haul because you can't do this every single year because uh, as our old pal Blake uh, Bowden Blake knows, it's not like a thing where you just come completely refresh and refill every year because sometimes when you refresh and refill, you have misses. You know, it's not, you, you need continuity. You need to build upon things. So Zalance, I mean, that'd be huge. Yeah. So he's a class of 2023 guy. So, I mean, he's spent a year at LSU and he's bouncing right now. Is it for a paycheck? Maybe. I don't care. We got money to give because we were going to give a lot of it to Caden Green. He said, nah, I'm good. We are we have a big old fat check. Remember last year, Bobby? Anton Harrison, we had a big old fat check to try to keep him here. And then he left. And what do we do? We turn around with that money and we made a big time move that was really, really helpful with us in getting Walter Rouse away from Nebraska. This yep. is kind of how I'm feeling about this. You know, like we had money that we were going to allocate towards the offensive line position with Caden Green. We had already decided that, you know, that contract was already pretty much signed, allegedly. I don't know. Uh, from allegedly, what Gabe Eichert and, and Teddy were saying. But 
it didn't come through. That money just doesn't disappear. You know, it's still there and we can still use it. It's not going to be like, oh, it's not going to Caden Green anymore. I think I'm going to hold on to that. No, it's going to go to a spot that, that we can plug right there. And let me tell you something. I think it's great. This is the kind of guy that you don't get often in the offensive line portal. And big offensive tackle with this much athleticism who's going to be a sophomore now. That that's the move. This is what you should be excited about. And I, I I don't know why there's not more OU fans getting excited about this. Maybe because it's an offensive line guy, probably just like you know the unsexiest position in terms of the the college football. Uh, but you know, you gotta get excited about a left tackle. We need a tackle so bad. I mean, absolutely. Um, it's. I mean, it's we need we need a lot on the O line in general. But the left tackle position is just so incredibly important, um, just to an offensive line as a whole. It's gotta, gotta go, gotta happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Terrence Ferguson as well. So coming from Alabama, this isn't a guy with like kind of he's played here and there. Um, but Nick Saban in the preseason, he said he was comp- competing for a starting spot. So they already thought like highly of him at that time. Um, he got a lot of work in the preseason at center, played majority guard during the season. Uh, center is also a very scary position. Hell, all positions on Oklahoma's offensive line are currently scary to me. I don't have any confidence in all five of the guys. Some people have been compensating as Oklahoma fans, saying like, oh, I feel pretty decent about Jake Sexton and one of the tackles. Like, I don't feel confident in any of the um, offensive line positions. So, yes. I would like some guys with some depth and some versatility, a guy that could come in and play center or guard for us coming from an Alabama team. That That is exactly what you want. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, and I, I mean, that's the thing with Alabama, like, that's the thing with Alabama, any of these, you know, blue bloods. You feel good about getting a guy like that just because the the level of talent that if you're competing for a starting job, you know, in, in preseason, you're pretty damn good probably. Um, so he has the attributes he has, you know, that, you, that mold that, you know, you can get Bill Biedenboe in there and really go to work add his teachings and take him up a, another notch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's exciting, but there is, there is possible downstream effects. It seems like Michael Tarkin was like signed, sealed, delivered to OU. Like he's been here in Norman. In the student database. He's in the student database. You know, his parents are already posting things. He posted his edit of his commitment, and now it's deleted. What's going on? Obviously, you know, he's got a one-year thing. If we're bringing in more offensive linemen, is he getting nervous that he can't get his one-year spot to hopefully get him to the league? That's a possibility. And if this means anything to you, I know some people might be scared. Why is he deleting? I'm freaking out. Why can't we keep Michael Tarquin? If we get Michael Tarquin, I'm happy. This is a guy that Bill Beanbow loved in high school, went to Florida, and then went to USC. This is a guy that he already established as a Beanbow guy. Great. If he can loop back around and come back, Bill Beanbow's system is so weird to where like he he loves like the footwork and he loves the tools and he likes a specific amount of guys and not all of them are like really highly rated so if you are a bill beatable guy coming out of high school and you're thinking about transferring back to oklahoma and you've had like a lot of like you know career snaps the offensive line i trust that a lot but if he ends up not coming here and he's he you know he bolts to another school because he gets nervous about the competition that is a great sign that we at least have competition that he's nervous about yeah i mean 
if you're not only that, but if you're scared of competition, competition, especially this offensive line, you know, with that depth, then you know, I kind of don't want you. You know, like I, I, I want I'll someone who can. We're desperate, Bobby. I mean, I know we're desperate, but like, you know, that's just kind of not. It's kind of not a great sign in the first. It's place. a risk, though, Bobby. I, I, I get it, though. I understand you. You want a competitor to go out and fight for and believe in yourself and all this stuff. But at the same time, like you know, he's now transferred twice, and this will be the third time. And so he wants a guarantee. He wants to know that he's going to start this year. And he wants a school where he can go out and guarantee that. Because if he came here and he didn't start and he got beat out, even if he did believe in himself that he's very good, but someone that was even a little bit better than him beat him to that spot, completely wasted his last year of eligibility. It's it's just a gamble. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I get that. Um, but I, I think it's just hard to guarantee anybody anything. I, I know this, this mm-hmm. whole... The whole world of NIL and the portal and all this makes it, you know, it gives you a lot of options where you can try to take a sure thing. But I'm just kind of averse to the idea that anything should be a sure thing in college or in football. Um, that sort of stuff needs to go through the camps and you need you need to go through the grind of it. You shouldn't be taking, you know, taking less guys to give someone a guarantee. You know what I mean? Like that just. What what are you gonna do if the guy sucks and somebody else is better? It just mm-hmm. doesn't. To me, I, it just it kind of goes against competition. To me, I, I I understand it. I understand trying to find your best option, and maybe if you want to make your best the best of your of that option, um, go not to OU, uh, because that's that's always going to be a highly competitive place. You're not. You're not trying to get a, a job at Rice or somewhere where you can know where you know you can get playtime. So I, I don't know. It it's whatever it, in my book. It's whatever. But um, I feel like it's a situation though, Bobby. Like looking from the outside, you know, licking your chops as an offensive lineman, especially for a guy Michael Tarquin already be- believes in Bill Beatembo. You know, like oh. They've got like all these people leaving. They're extremely thin, but they've got so many pieces returning in other position groups. Like, duh, I'd want to go there. I feel like that'd be a perfect opportunity. A lot of eyeballs on me in the SEC. Yes, you go to like other big name SEC schools, you're always going to get eyeballs on you. But OU in Texas coming into the SEC, we're going to have more viewers than regular because we are something new. If you are, I say, Let's take, for example, Ole Miss fans. I think Ole Miss fans, whenever they're looking at the TV guide and they see Oklahoma versus Tennessee on um, ESPN versus having to watch like an Alabama, I don't know who Alabama, let's just say Mississippi State, Mississippi State or someone more like Alabama, Florida. I don't know who they're playing, but like, you know, someone of that, like, you know, where it'd be like a competitive game. People are going to be drawn more to watch the new in Oklahoma. There's going to be a lot more people and a lot more fans, I think, this year watching Oklahoma and Texas SEC games. I think it is a huge opportunity for people to go out there and make a name for themselves this coming year. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that goes across the board for college football. Any of these new, novel, weird matchups we see um, are going to be intriguing. But obviously, look. College football shifted a ton. A lot of teams are going to join new conferences, but there are only two that really move the needle in my book. Well, obviously, I'm an OU fan, um, but that really, really change a lot. And 
are must-see TV everywhere they go, and it's OU in Texas. I don't think USC does that. I don't think Washington does that, really. I don't think Oregon really does that. Um, not in the degree that OU and Texas do. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I I think it's it's going to be... I, I'm with you. I think I think that will be a pretty, pretty big deal, and I think as well, when you're talking about OU and Texas, uh, two programs who haven't won a national championship in long time in extended amount of time you know texas likes to say oh we did it more recently it's five years five years more recent still a long ass time for both of us mm-hmm. um having that ability to be like you know we helped this program step up to another level and enter the sec that's something that's a, an exciting opportunity for sure yeah it's it's high stakes for us this year it really is our opinion Primacy bias is so strong. So that's why it's so important that we need to get like a really good offensive line transfer portal um, this offseason because it is by far a weakness. And I guarantee it. I guarantee we're going to talk about it every single podcast next year during the regular season critiquing the offensive line. It's going to be a big thing. We made jokes this season, Bobby. Oh, Jameson, give us your two minute offensive line spiel. And I kind of just like, give a little half-ass thing that I like, like I kind of watch the offensive lineman here and there and I kind of key in on it for the most part, not too much. I think this season we're going to have a really close eye on it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the most important position in general, but it's also the, the position it's a position group that really is going to have the biggest, um, biggest change of having to adapt just given the physicality of the SEC, given the size of defensive lines across the conference, it's going to be a tall task to meet. And you got to have the right guys in place to to meet it. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Other guys in the portal that are kind of fun to talk about, let's talk about Jake Roberts from Baylor coming in at the tight end position. We already got um, Bauer Sharp from Southeastern Louisiana which I think could be kind of a sneaky guy next season. And we'd be like, oh, man, what a get. He's just a pure athlete. He's going to be a lot of fun. And obviously, a lot of like pundits think that he's pretty talented. Um, he was a four-star transfer um, prospect on on three and two, four, seven. So like this is a guy that's pretty talented. But the whole thing, getting Jake Roberts, it's fun because obviously you get the connection um, going back and playing for a Seth Luttrell again. And Nate Roberts, his little brother, coming through the ranks, obviously is still not an Oklahoma commit, but everyone knows he's probably going to be it because of how much connection he has with the current um, 2025 class. But, you know, it's still fun because it all comes together. We can have some on-field opportunity for him, but at the same time, if he doesn't do anything, say if he's a guy who gets, you know, I would say not like Blake Smith. Blake Smith didn't do anything for us this year. But if he right. if he does just a little bit more, says he gets like you know like one or two touchdowns, two hundred yards, and doesn't really do much, still the opportunity of a guy coming home to his home program, to his home coach, with his little brother coming through the ranks, I still think that's a huge get for us. Oh, absolutely, uh, massive massive get for OU, and it was one of those. There are a couple portal guys when they hit the portal, you immediately put two and two together, like oh they're gonna go here. Yep. Him going back with Latrell and a great opportunity like that, going back home, like it just made too much sense from the get go. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's he's definitely not Blake Smith. Um he doesn't have the most eye popping numbers in the world, but no. I think he's he, he's definitely a massive addition to a tight end room that is 
still pretty thin. You know, you got <laughs> thin is in like I mean, it's it's looking rough, but you know, you you do got Davion Mitchell coming in, which is going to be nice. Uh, but he's still but, very but young. he is legitimate. very young, he's supposed to be a senior in high school yeah. next year. Let's remind everyone of that over and over and over. I understand he's been a big bodied man for the majority of his life, but still, still super young, guys. He is a high schooler hanging out in college, getting better. Next year is probably his proper freshman year. Let's be honest. Um, so yeah, don't, don't expect a superstar to out of him uh, year one. Um, but you know, it, it helps shore that up a lot. And I, I'm sure there there might be some work uh, still left to be done on that front. I'm not sure. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so another guy I feel like everyone's been really talking about with homecomings. That's kind of fun to talk about. How about all this Casey Thompson talk? What do you think about this? First of all, I it, it'd be fun from no use fans perspective to get Casey Thompson. We need a veteran quarterback who's been there and done that a little bit and who would be willing to come to us in the transfer portal because I don't want to be in a situation again where we don't feel confident in our backup quarterback. But at the same time, I hate that I'm doing this. I, I want to be more selfish as a no use fan. But like Casey, do you, is this what he really wants? It seems like what he wants to come home and he's always wanted a reu- like to come to OU finally. And it's just like with how many injuries and how much turmoil he's gone through his college career, he just finally says, I'll just come to OU, be a mentor and be there. If they um, need me a break in case of emergency, um, he'd be a hell of a story if he's comes in for a possible hurt Jackson Arnold. But like, is this really what he wants to end his career? Well, I mean, I mean, just think about it though. Like it's, he, he's had a, he's had a go of it, you know, good. Obviously, his time at Texas, you know, had a couple moments here and there, um, but ultimately not good enough. Goes to Nebraska, not great much, not very great there at all. Um, and he ends up at FAU. So, like, it, it ultimately comes down to this. Where else is he going to go from there? You know, are, are you going to go? How, 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 how do you go lower from FAU? Um, or continue at FAU. It just <laughs> how can you go lower from FAU? Absolute stray from Bobby. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to throw a stray, but it, it just it comes to a point where you just realize you have to realize that you're not you're not cutting it at at the D1 level as a starter right now. You're you're not going to make it into the NFL, and you know maybe your best case scenario is to you know come back home, be a very good you know second stringer great veteran presence, you know, um, at, because at some point, you know, football, football does end, but a return to Norman or return home would be a really cool story. You know, uh, get that experience with, uh, you know, um, just helping OU into the sec. Like it, it, it is a, it is a cool story and it's a, it would, it'd be a nice place to end up. And I think at some point guys got to realize that they're not the top dog. Yeah. Um, and you, it's hard to find the right guy for, for a backup in the portal because you can go anywhere. But if you're Casey Thompson, I think this is like, it's a perfect fit for OU and it's a perfect fit for Casey Thompson. It just makes too much sense, honestly. Yeah. Here'd be my pitch for him. And I don't know how NIL contracts and deals. Yeah, and I clearly work. shouldn't be the one making the yes. pitch. <laughs> I consulted this man. <laughs> I was a big Casey Thompson believer at Nebraska for like maybe two or three games. I thought Same. he was something real, um, but it soured pretty quickly. But but just looping back here, I think he's been in really bad situations too. Uh, but looping back, this is how I'd pitch it to him. 
obviously you have this dream since you were a kid to go play OU football. And that's not where you ended up in life. And that's totally okay. But I don't know how OU and IL contracts work, but this is what I do. You know how in the NFL, and we've been seeing a lot recently with this most recent um, last week, 18 incentive based deals. Like if this player hits this amount of yards, they get a 250 K bonus. You see that in the NFL, there's gotta be versions of that in the NIL game with him. You could do some contingencies. Hey, Casey, if you end up starting X amount of games, you get this amount of bonus. So therefore it gives them some incentive financially to come to Oklahoma because you've got to at least start thinking about financial ways to kind of profit off your name because he's only got a year left, you know, Bobby, like, yeah, like, but at, what point, he's not gonna... become, at what point does that become pay, pay for play? I know that's basically what we're doing. Well, you have they, to make every, it less defined. I think, well, right. Obvious, obviously there would be some back channel way to do this. Like, it's not going to be explicit in a contract, but it'll be very well known. Yeah. If you ain't treat, cheating, you're trying. Didn't we just learn that today with like the huge articles that were coming out? Like everyone's cheating. <laughs> you're either <laughs> like, cheating on. or you're Vanderbilt. Just <laughs> such a great, great quote. I just imagine no, Vanderbilt I mean, like, oh, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing though, is it's tricky to enforce that. And it's tricky because if you, the second you put it in writing, that's not great. Um, I don't know. I, I think the best way NIL works is just vague money and nothing solid. Yeah, but you got. I think that would be a way that I would cheat and kind of incentivize him to come. And then also you have the angle of like, you know, you get to go and kind of finish your career on a good note. No matter what happens at OU, you either get to come in and be a hero um, for this Oklahoma football team. You have that opportunity. Or you get to come to the school that you always wanted to as a kid. It is a win-win scenario. There's scenarios around the college atmosphere where if you went to a lesser school, say if you went and he wanted to go to Rice, like our good friend um, that also went to four or five schools beforehand. You know, not everyone can end, you know, the perfect storybook ending at, at Rice. So how about you just avoid that scenario and just come into a win-win and come end your career at OU? Yeah, good spot. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I, I mean, it seems like he's considering us, but he's kind of slow playing it. So I'm, I'm not going to rush it, but I, we really would like a backup quarterback to come through the portal because you got to be careful because you don't get guys with starting experience in the portal. You usually get backup quarterbacks in the portal for a backup quarterback. And you know what that got us? What? Two Davis or three Bevel. years ago? Davis Bevel. Exactly. His, his, most, be his best experience was uh, coming in for the backup uh, to, um, I guess, would it, Kenny who, Pickett. Who would it, Kenny, Kenny Pickett's backup because Kenny Pickett opted out. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's backup got hurt on the first drive of the series, and they had to throw in Davis Bevel. Exactly. So you, you, this is a great, great opportunity that we'll need. And obviously, like you won't have this problem as much next year because we already recruited two freshman quarterbacks. So we'll have like Michael Hawkins and Brittany Zerberg. So those guys would be in the system. You just don't with a guy like I no no disrespect to like Michael Hawkins. He wasn't Jackson Arnold, where I like I feel good about putting him in as a true freshman. You know, like right. Michael Hawkins, I think is a competent quarterback and he showed some things in Texas high school football, like looking at his tape and obviously the way he played in the playoffs and competed. But I he's not at the same level as the Gatorade national player of the year. Right. He he's he's promising, but he's promising in the same way as um oh, who is that guy we had uh, a couple years ago? Um basically never played a snap transferred immediately to Wisconsin. Nick Evers, Nick Evers, Nick Evers. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Nick's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick Evers. Where is he? Didn't, isn't he transferring again? Probably. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. I don't even know. I, I still see him at Wisconsin. Good he luck. To Ty, Nick Evers. He and Tawi uh, Walker hanging out up there. I feel like there's like 20 different people in that Wisconsin quarterback room, but I can't keep up with it. They're all just vibing out on the Isthmus. <laughs> Yeah, it's just going to turn into Ole Miss with that quarterback room, but whatever. Uh, actually, that was a really good comp- compliment to Wisconsin. I, I yeah, that, that, that. That's a very good compliment. <laughs> All right, that's the, not what I was like, going The for. portal spot, but <laughs> apparently can't keep Judkins. Weird. I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of sad. Um, but so, like, moving on, just kind of putting a bow on this um, transfer portal talk. Obviously, there's still some other things to look forward to. Preferred walk-on NIL deal, Tyler Keltner from Florida State as the kicker. Is it our future? Or I don't know, but I see hope in our eyes that that's all that matters. Just not Schmidt, man. Schmidt, it's time, buddy. It's time. We we don't even have a burrito to blame this time. Exactly. Exactly. So other guys that we're still kind of thinking about, is Seth McLaughlin going to snap some balls into the dirt for us for – for Alabama from from Alabama. No, 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 no. You know about what happened there, right? Uh the yeah, I, I sent it. I sent it, but he's you still did. getting targeted by OU. But like oh, okay. so so whenever I said on that last pod where he's actually in Oklahoma, so the TFB people were reporting that because one of their sources said that he was at OU, but they didn't realize he, that the meant, initials for Ohio. Ohio State is not OU. Uh, excuse me. What kind of college football expert expert reads OU and thinks Ohio State? That is see a they probably they probably thought said OU and they thought it was Ohio University. They said, Why? "Oh, he's a, he's in Ohio. He's at Ohio." Because here's the thing: sometimes like Ohio State people will just refer to themselves as Ohio, or like which is still, but they don't call themselves the cats. Disrespect OU. Bobcats. You, Ohio you, does. Like, not yeah, Ohio. Ohio State. Oh, of course, yes, so, the Bobcats do. I understand what, what, that. What essentially happened is they referred to Ohio State as Ohio. The person on the other end thought it was actually, actually Ohio University, I guess. So then they said OU. I don't know. It seems like a total it's mess. Still, still exactly stupid. why I'm not a huge. I don't know. Not not a huge uh, follower of all of this. Still, I, I try my best, but. Stuff like that is just really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so still still a lot to look at in the portal right now. It's still a lot of fun, but offensive line, we're begging for you. Zellens heard, we need you. We need you bad. It would be quite the excitement jolt for OU fans. Maybe don't give him the exact, like all of the Caden Green money because he's he's not Caden Green, but it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice yeah. Well, he, yeah, he hasn't proven anything. So I don't think right. he'd get the same. Does Caden green was probably going to be one of the top three paid offensive linemen in the country. And he probably is that now Missouri, man, so. we need to destroy them. We need to, we need, or at least beat them. We need to beat them in Columbia next year. <laughs> I, it, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension and it's I not am a rivalry. I'm not feeling very good about it. It's not a rivalry, but I am so tired of that school continuing to do this. It just, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm hoping this is their Jimbo Fisher and M winning it, winning the Rose Rose, uh, winning the orange bowl in 2020. And then mm-hmm. from there, it just kind of dips down. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, 
it's so annoying it's so mm -hmm. annoying man yeah and a lot of that is the missouri legislature and everything and the way they have their nil set up where they can start earning early if you're in state that's uh, yeah sucks but yeah that's that's what williams did and it makes total sense and i mean hats off to missouri good for them for for making a push because if only, if only our state could do that uh-oh bill's it's on the desk <laughs> bill's on the desk oh no but there's other things that he's mad about oh, we're not going to get political no, no, but no. still but still hey sports betting might be coming soon right yeah hopefully <laughs> surely right i just it, it seems like this other deal might be might have a chance but we'll see we'll see you know you know what i've i've thought of for people that are like big time sports betters right now and like our friends in Oklahoma and Texas, you know, underage drinking, Bobby, you know how fun it was whenever you were yes. underage drinking, you like, you're living on the edge and then you get 21. It's fun for a little bit. You keep on doing it. And then like kind of the rush of it kind of goes away. You still enjoy getting out and getting a nice drink, but the rush of, you know, spraying the board or spraying the board of underage drinking kind of goes away. Is that gonna what is that what's gonna happen with some of our degenerate friends in terms of sports betting? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think they're too far in. But still, think, just a thought. I, just a thought. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe a little, little too far gone. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think, I think everyone's. I don't know. I'm not. Maybe, maybe we'll see. I guess, I guess we won't know till we see it. But mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a fun one. I you got anything else to talk about with portal? I think we kind of hit all the points there. Yeah, we've hit the big ones uh, right now. Uh, no pun intended, because they're offensive linemen. But um, that was weak. No, I again, it wasn't intended. It wasn't intended. Yeah, um, but you still you still brought up the word pun after that. So yeah, it's, there was there is yes, there was some sort of intention to bring up puns. Oh goodness! No, that's all I got though. Um, cool. Yeah, good portal update. Um, we're going to find a way to figure out whatever our off season schedule is. Cause we're kind of still in whack, get on a rhythm where we all have like a day cleared because I don't know what it, the, the audience doesn't want to hear us talk about schedules, but we'll talk about that. Oklahoma um, basketball. Oh, you basketball on Wednesday, pretty big one against TCU, you know, who uh, you completely jinxed to hell last weekend, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Still haven't heard a comment from Bowden Blake about that. I don't think. Um, yeah, of course. For people, uh, that, for field... people that don't know, um, Blake is the so obviously listeners of the pod. Blake, huge TCU fan. This guy is so toxic, and we've talked about it already on this pod before. And he constantly reverse jinxes whenever he's worried about something. He'll be like winning by ten. He'll be like, "Oh no, we're gonna blow it. We're gonna lose." And I hate it. I hate it so much. It just bugs me. And he thinks that I jinx things all the time. I have jinxed some things. So TCU is winning versus Kansas. I turned the game on three minutes left, and I said, oh, it's perfect time. I'm like, wow, TCU is about to beat Kansas. Immediately blow it with that horrible, horrible flagrant foul call. Just a brutal, brutal way to lose. And I am not ashamed at all to do that to poor TCU. No, no, that's which is fine. Blake also is like a super toxic tcu fan when it comes to basketball because he wants to fire jamie dixon we refer to jim, jim dixon which is great he's, he's just toxic all around in terms of sports there's it's just all toxicity he wants to fire mike mccarthy it's great it's great yes um but anyways uh by the way speaking of Bone blake uh congratulations to him for you know winning the bowl mania contest and congrats to our our, our own uh 
our, our pal Lord King Big Nuts finishing second. Uh, came down to the wire last game of the year, and it came down to the tiebreaker. So uh, great work there. Uh, and Lord King Big Nuts has we, we, we've we've talked, we've uh, conversed, and he's a. Uh, he has decided to uh, donate that fifty dollars uh, to Wounded Warrior, the uh, Wounded Warrior Foundation. So, in the name of the Schooner Pod, we will um, be making a donation very soon for that. Uh, Bowden Blake has not commented what we'll do with it. <laughs> uh, just had to say that uh, <clears throat> hasn't said anything about that, uh, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be she'll be happy about whatever he does. Uh, so could be. I don't know. We'll see how Bowden Blake responds, he's but immediately blow it. He's gonna just immediately blow it. He's gonna put it all on. He's, he's gonna put it all on like I don't know Temple Moneyline or something. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's whoever's gonna... playing Tarleton State this weekend in college <laughs> basketball. They're telling you Southeast Missouri. <laughs> They're a wagon. I'm gonna put it all on them and then donate it. I'm gonna donate it to the foundation. Then they're gonna. <laughs> And then they're going to fail to cover the spread by 20 points. So, um, yeah, it'll be great. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll, the, uh, Operation Guilt Trip Blake a little bit is, is in full effect. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So uh, thanks again to Lord King Big Nuts for your generosity. We'll, uh, we'll make sure to get that donated. And um, once that's done, I'll make sure to send you a confirmation so you know it's out there. Um, but thank you so much for that. Um, anyways. That's all the podcast business we have, I think, Jameson. So let's go ahead and wrap her up. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the OU basketball this weekend. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll talk with you all soon. Have a good one. Boomer Sooner, everybody.